Hey everybody, welcome to episode 14 of Two Views Movies Podcast. Welcome back to Two Views Movies Podcast, everybody. A podcast by two guys who love watching movies almost as much as we love arguing about them. I'm Garrett. And I'm Carson. And today we are talking about Pacific Rim Uprising. Which, for those of you that want shorter podcasts from us, you might get one right now. Yeah, especially if we start with the positives about the movie. There we go. Now, now go. <laughs> now that those are out of the way. <laughs> that's not fair. I, I will say John Boyega did as much as he possibly could. And I'm going to disagree with you later. So, really? So why don't you dive into the, uh, the plot of this movie? Okay, so the blurb from Letterboxd. It has been 10 years since the Battle of the Breach, and the oceans are still, but restless. That is so obnoxious. I copied and pasted this <laughs> without reading that. That is terrible. Vindicated by the victory at the Breach, the Jaeger program has evolved into the most powerful global defense force in human history. The PPDC, I have no idea. Did they even say that in the movie? The PPDC? Sure. I don't remember that. Well, whatever it is. It now calls upon the best and brightest to rise up and become the next generation of heroes when the kaiju threat returns. Directed by Stephen S. DeKnight, who, as far as I could tell, had no other movies. He's done some Netflix Daredevil and a little bit of Spartacus. And the cast has John Boyega, Scott Eastwood, and Charlie Day. I'm not, I'm not listing anybody else. That's it. Yeah, that's all that, that right. matters. Okay, so let's just hop right back into John Boyega. You didn't think he was no decent? No. And you don't uh, think he tried to do the best he could? Given I think he tried to do the best he could. What do you have? What do you have against John Boyega? Uh, I think he is fifty-fifty. I think he's a coin flip on what you get. So okay, what are you? What are you basing that off of? I think he was good in uh, The Force Awakens. I think okay. he was good in Attack the Block. You didn't think he was good in Last Jedi? I did not. Well, I, I thought not. he was good. Now I disagreed with the scenes and stuff that they put him in, but I thought he acted well in all of it. No, no, I, I didn't. I didn't like his the way he did anything in the Last Jedi. And uh, I didn't like him in Pacific Rim. I, I, th he was... I think that uh, I think you're conflating some of your issues with some of the scenes they put John Boyega in with his ability to act in said scenes. Well, that's what I think. Well, I I did not enjoy have him in Detroit. That movie. I have seen Detroit, and he's okay in Detroit. I gave him an okay in that. And then uh, Last Jedi, Pacific Rim, and The Circle, bad. Just, just bad. The Circle. He's in the it. Circle and he is acts a in it. Really bad movie. And it, it is. And he's bad in it. I didn't think he was bad in it. <laughs> I mean, he didn't have a huge role, but he's not good in the role that he's in. Yeah, so as kind of a preview to an upcoming episode we're going to be doing, um, I think it's hard to differentiate sometimes between bad acting and bad writing. And I think this was both. Not on John Boyega's part. <laughs> Scott Eastwood's part, yes. No, I, I think they both acted up to the level of the script, which was not good. And it showed on both performances. I think you're in the minority on this one. When I was reading around, a lot of people said, agreed with what I was saying, which is that Boyega did the best he could. And he, I actually thought he was fine in some of his scenes. He's not great. You can't be great in a movie like this. I just felt like the burden was placed too much on him. This is a Scott Eastwood movie through and through. He's trash. But Boyega is better <laughs> than this. And he tried to be better than this. Scott Eastwood... He's starting to get get out there. He's, oh, he's got to get his his feet wet. He has one look, and it's the squinty eyed impression of his dad in every scene. I don't scene. think so. Yeah, I don't it, think so. Yeah. You're, you you 
have this bias towards the Eastwood family that uh, I don't I don't appreciate. <laughs> I I am on board with his career. Is he there yet? No, he's not there yet. What when you say you're on board with his career? What uh, I'm saying, what have you liked? I am I'm not I'm saying I am optimistic <laughs> about his future endeavors. But you haven't come across anything that you've liked. I mean, he's only done some some bit roles, and so this right. was, this was actually one of his bigger roles. But again, he was dealt. I think there's a, a reason why of, he's not getting bigger roles. He he's just getting his feet wet. Sure, sure. He's trying to get out of his dad, uh, daddy's <laughs> shadow. You know, right? His dad won't even cast him in his bad movies. He did though. Gran Torino. Scott Eastwood was in Gran Torino. Yeah, he was, I, he was a punk on the street. Oh, okay. Well, he told him to pull his pants up. <laughs> I don't think I remember that. I haven't seen Gran Torino since like the first time it came out. Yeah, no, I, I, I think that he will be a a decent actor. Okay, and so, but um, we agree that he was not in this. He was not in this, and I don't think John was either. Uh, yeah. and I think John's hit or miss. I don't think either of them were as bad as Charlie Day. Like, he was super annoying in this movie. Well, he's just an annoying character anyway. I don't watch Always Sunny, so I have no frame of reference for Charlie Day, but I just know that in this movie he was annoying. The first horrible boss. The first three episodes of Always Sunny, I I had to turn off because I could not stand his voice in it's bad. In, in that in that show. My wife loved the show, so we continued to watch it and he became one of the funnier characters and I, and I absolutely love Always Sunny now. But so did it, you but think if, he was good in this? Oh no, he was okay. terrible in this. And he's basically terrible in everything else that he I've seen him in, but he is hilariously funny in Always Sunny. So if you haven't seen that, I'd I'd go watch I Always Sunny. Give, give him a chance. Yeah, this movie's not doing him any favors. No, no, he is. Uh, this is not his his cup of tea here. Basically, he's been mind melded with yeah. with the well, uh, they don't the kaiju. They don't even bother kind of revisiting Pacific Rim one as a refresher. There's a reason for that, because this is the exact same script. Well, right, but there's certain things that, and I guess, you know, the argument could be made, why would you see Pacific Rim 2 if you haven't seen Pacific Rim 1? My kids were a good example of that, though, so they didn't really understand why there had to be two people operating the Jaegers and the mind drifting and all that kind of stuff, and then they clearly had no frame of reference for Charlie Day mind drifting with the kaiju brains or whatever that was and so I mean, they didn't care that's not why my kids are there to see the movie they want to see monsters and robots fight but i'm saying if you haven't seen pacific rim you're not they don't even like flashback really to try and fill that in for you there's like whatever here it is and that and that, i'm fine by that because if you're going to see part two of something you should see part one i'm just yeah if if you're if you're Oh, I didn't understand that. Well, sure. you didn't see the first one. You know, yeah. go watch the first one before you see the yeah, second one. Yeah, but it wouldn't have taken much to explain why he was like messed up in the head from the drifting with the kaiju's. Oh, they they brought it up. Did they? Oh. Yeah, his scientist friend. He brought it up, and when they were in this when, is, when they first met, right? This is kind of like when we talked about Tomb Raider, where it got to a point where I was so bored and I didn't care. I don't know if it's they didn't explain it well, or like my mind was just drifting watching something else. Drifting. And, Yes, not literally drifting. Yes. <laughs> so Tucky I mean, the, the, the <laughs> thanks. The uh, the the plot is the exact same as the first one. You have a Jaeger pilot who is now who quit essentially and refuses to to go back. And they they go find him and they want him back. And then now he's part of this this last resistance. And like you you truly just made John Boyega 
Charlie Hunnam's character, mm -hmm. and you just did the exact same script. And uh, I it was just—it's well, a little why? bit different because they don't even fight kaiju until the very end. That's well, they fight robot, yeah, uh, other robots, right? They fight other robots and they fight a robot kaiju hybrid, right? Which I didn't even want to try and poke holes in that, but <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, that, that hulks out. You, you at don't some even point. get you don't even get robot versus kaiju until the end. True, but you do get robot versus robot, and so yeah. you get you get big big creatures fighting big creatures, right? But it's the exact same. It's the exact same plot, and I don't remember enough about Pacific Rim to even know that. I did not really care for Pacific Rim. I liked it. That's why I was I was kind of excited for this one because I I do I did like you know John in in the uh, Force Awakens. So like, yeah. give give him a shot. I don't know how you could be excited. Well, I wouldn't. Okay, so I'm not. I was excited, but it was a you know I could see a decent. I wanted to see an equivalent to the first one. Which I liked. Yeah, that's that would have been a terrible bar for me. I mean, the only reason I saw this was because of this podcast and my kids. Otherwise, I would not have seen this. Even on DVD, I don't think I would have watched this. I have no, I had no interest. Yeah, well, you know I like monsters and robots and monsters fighting robots. Which I, I don't understand that either, but this was not a good representation of, of either. The robots have stupid names. I can't get over that. You know, it's... Yeah, but they had stupid names in the first one. They did, but they they didn't reference them because Gypsy often Danger as... was from the first one. I did my research. Yeah, it, it was, it was, but they they didn't reference those as often as I felt they did in this. Yeah, I kind of just it, I chalked that up to these things are larger than life. The kids, you know, the kid. There's kids in this movie now. It basically turned into a young adult movie. So they idolize these Jaeger pilots and these Jaegers. And, you know, when we were kids, we knew the names of all the Voltron lions and stuff like that. So I, I kind of thought that was the angle they were going. So I, Voltron sounds cool. Gypsy danger does not sound cool. Depends on who you ask. Yeah. Anybody? The, uh, <laughs> so John, well, he, he finds this, this girl who built her own Jaeger from scrap. Right. Which is, and she's like 12. Yeah. How old do you think she is? Maybe uh, maybe, maybe fourteen ish, early yeah. at early teens ish. And how long has she been building this thing? You know, to to build a, your own giant robot from scrap. No matter how smart you are, right? It's just it it takes time to do that. And I don't think she's old enough to even do that by yourself. And and so it's just all yeah. of a sudden your 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 mind's like, okay, I I I'm not on board with this. You're right. There's probably a better way to show that she was gifted at jaeger tech or whatever but again in, in this kind of movie i'm just like whatever yeah you got you got a 14 year old that can put together a jaeger all right i don't care at least have my my family and i were building this and, and they died and i'm finishing it something to give me the the major pieces are put together and, and so it's just not her creating this entire giant robot by herself yeah it, it's a stretch but the whole concept of pacific rim is a stretch so I don't have a problem with it. Whatever. You're going to tell me that she can build a Jaeger? Fine. Whatever. <laughs> it, it brings it to the, the other kids that are trained to be Jaeger pilots, which, again, you get that, that same dynamic of, of course, one's going to be, you know, pissed off at her. Yeah. You know, as soon as you walk in the door, the, the alpha, you know, she gets in a fight with. Like, okay. This person who wrote this, which I could look up right now, but. I'm only going to badmouth them. It has <laughs> no imagination. Has just what are the most stereotypical things that we could put together and just just throw it all in the same movie? And so that that's where the 
the tension between Scott Eastwood and John Boyega, it it felt really bad and really forced. Yeah, everything and, about and this movie was flimsy. It, it they, was so bad. They basically just said, let's just try and do monsters and robots fighting, and we'll just fill in the gaps in other places. Well, well both characters, both actors got better once they got rid of that oh, we're supposed to hate each other for some reason that, that nobody even knows. Sure. And once they could just be on screen together, they both their performances were, were lifted up, where they're now coaches. Yeah. Um, and they're working together and stuff. And so they kind of get got a chance with that first conflict with them for the first half of the movie. is just awful. Yeah. And, and you don't have any reason to care. There's no reason to follow any of this or get invested in any of the characters. They don't. I don't think that's what the movie wanted, honestly. And the plot of the movie is these kaiju have always been heading towards Mount Fuji, mm-hmm. which I like. Just to, now figured out. I yeah, I'd like to throw the challenge flag on that because, and I haven't seen the first one in a long time, but I'm pretty sure they weren't all heading towards Mount Fuji. Yeah, you and know. it's like the most basic, simple triangulation or whatever, <laughs> right? Like they just like draw the three lines. Oh, they were headed right here for Mount Fuji. <laughs> it's like every, every kaiju ever was always heading to Mount Fuji. Right. But like... they probably knew that, like, oh, nobody's going to remember Pacific Rim 1. So let's just say they were all heading to Mount Fuji. We don't <laughs> no, care. No one's going to call us out on yeah. this. Yeah. <laughs> Except this podcast, damn it. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. I, I struggle to really say anything positive about this movie. The, the one thing. If I was to take away one thing, it would be that I think they, for whatever reason, so Guillermo del Toro did Pacific Rim 1, and he, he, I thought he actually did a halfway decent job. I didn't really like it, but he set up this world where all this stuff was believable and happening, and the kaiju, and the breach, and all this stuff, and this movie was like, well, we're not really going to go explore that world. We're just going to kind of skim across the top of it, and just not even try to make the world deeper or better. We're just going to skate along. We're going to try to do the exact same thing as we did in the first one. Yeah, but with less... In, in worse. With no world building and no... Like, they didn't add anything new to the world. No. And they didn't explore anything about the world. They just stayed on the surface and... Well, they did add Mount that. Fuji as a plot point. <laughs> right. So... So I, I which, didn't... Which I guess the goal of the kaiju was to blow up the entire Earth? Is I that, guess. Is that what we're, we're getting at? Yeah, they said something about rare elements, and the kaiju would go there and like... Is Mount Fuji mount... full I of don't... rare elements? I don't know. It... Nobody knows. <laughs> it sounded good. Rare Earth elements reacted to their blood and yes. turned it into rocket fuel or something right. like that. And then that's why they're heading to Mount Fuji. It's like, right, but then they splatter the kaiju right on Mount Fuji <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> at the end, and nothing happens, so... Um, the other problem I had was it seemed like, so you touched on the kids dynamic. I felt like this movie turned into very much a young adult movie. It was Pacific Rim Allegiant, Divergent. It was Pacific Rim Maze Runner. That's what it felt like to me with Boyega and Eastwood and the, the cast of younger kids. It felt like a young adult movie, which is funny because that whole craze is essentially dead now. It's been dead for a few years, so they're trying to do something that is already out of fashion. Well, I think that's their target audience, though. I don't think you right, but if you, are their no, target no, no. audience. But if you watch the first one, you can still target that kind of audience. That Pacific Rim 1 was not a young adult movie, I don't think, in the sense that you have this group of mishmash kids trying to come together and do stuff. In the first one, you had Charlie Hunnam and some other. You had adults playing in this world, but it was definitely a movie geared towards kids. What I'm saying is this was very much like, 
Maze Runner has that group of kids trying to get out of the maze. Divergent right. has those group of kids who are the different clans, or whatever. Same with Hunger Games, all that stuff. This was now a group of young Jaeger pilots, right? It, yeah, you can relate to the people closer to your age, type of thing. Yeah, so it was. I I, I thought that was an interesting choice from the studio because that craze is kind of over, and they're trying to hitch their wagon to that train. It, it's it's gone. Do you yeah. hitch a wagon to a train? That didn't sound right. You, but... you can. Okay. Uh, um, <laughs> and it would it... just crumble like this movie <laughs> you just did. drag so behind maybe, it. Maybe subconsciously. You can hitch a, really a bunch of stuff to a analogy. train. Yeah. <laughs> you mentioned Charlie Day and his motivation. I, I thought about this during the movie. I don't know why, but he reminded me of Janosch from Ghostbusters 2 because you have the main bad guy in Ghostbusters 2, Vigo. Right, and then he's got this little henchman who's been brainwashed, who's squirrely, and nobody really likes. And then this is kind of the same because you have the main bad guys and the kaiju or the what do they call those precur precursors? Is that right? Sure, I don't know. Yeah, but they they brainwash him. So I just I kept laughing, thinking in my head that oh yeah, he's the he's the Janos to the Vigo that we can't see, <laughs> and I don't know why that made me laugh during the movie. <laughs> yeah, and I just, his his whole motivations. I just don't don't understand why he's why he's trying to destroy the world. Uh, he just uh, the concept is that he's brainwashed by the bad guys, right? And they, for some reason, are motivated to destroy the world. So he's got their motivations. See, I got it as him meshing with the kaiju was like a drug that he was trying to. He was getting his fix on. They, re- they referenced that, so he was, taking, yeah. he was taking a hit, but it still felt like he was himself. He just was. I think partnering was, with them. I think he was brainwashed. I think it was supposed That's to be the easier. He, right. I think it was supposed to be that from all his mind drifting with the kaiju or whatever, they they somehow now control him. He's there a little he's doing all their bidding, which is why I compared him to Janosch. Yeah. Yeah, I I don't have much else to say about Pacific Rim no, too. I don't think I do either. There's really no reason to keep beating a dead horse. The only other thing I had was that I didn't even think that the action was very cool. No. Nothing and, and I feel like in the first one they were more robotic. It felt like mechs, and in this one it felt like ninjas. Power Rangers. Yeah, like the robots can just do somersaults and like they're <laughs> giant robot ninjas. And I mean, I guess when you say it like that, it sounds really cool. But in practice, it's not. And then the other thing I will say is, I knew the movie was out of chances. What what little it had with me, it ran out at the moment where. Scott Eastwood and John Boyega team up. I'm like, do you remember our signature move in the in the Jaeger? And I was like, okay, what's this gonna be? And it ended up being they run and slide and kind of slice upwards on the other robots. I was like, got him. Yeah, I was like, that that's your signature move. That was that was so that was so terrible. It was such a letdown. Red Dog Omaha. Yeah, <laughs> right. That's about what it actually reminded me of. Last Starfighter. Have you ever seen that? It's been the a, old '80s movie. A very long time. He's there's some move on his starship at the very end. It's called like the Death Blossom, and they build it up for the whole movie. And I'm like, oh my god, what is Death Blossom? This sounds so cool. It's gonna be like 85 nuclear bombs going off in space and wipe out a whole galaxy. And it basically is the ship spinning on every axis imaginable and spraying bullets everywhere. So <laughs> it would basically be like standing in a room and spinning around in a circle and holding out an, like two Uzis. Like that was Death Blossom. Like Hamilton, exactly. Miles to Graceland. Exactly like Hamilton. <laughs> so yeah, that that move when that happened in the movie, and that was their ace up the sleeve, is what I felt like. Like this was their one time to get it, and that was it. I was like, oh man, we're we're done. Yeah, yeah. There 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 was no there's there no no cool scenes 
there are no cool takeaways, no cool parts of the fights that was like that that was original. That was that was something I'd go see again or at least fast forward to and watch again. You know, it I, I gave it a two. It was is below average. I wouldn't watch it again. It's not awful to where to where I couldn't finish right. the movie, but I have no desire to see this movie yeah. again. I gave it a two as well. Thought it was boring, unoriginal. Felt like a young adult movie, which I don't really know why they went that path. I got that it was about robots and monsters heading into it, but one, you don't get a lot of robots versus monsters at all, if that's what you wanted. Two, it's not cool when it happens. And then three, everything outside of that is so worthless that you just don't really care what happens. I, I would not have cared if all the good guys died. In fact, that I, I would have liked the movie better, I think, had the kaiju just hit Mount Fuji and everything blew up. He blew up and they had to pick up the pieces later. Yeah, right. Yeah, because we always have to leave a window. For... Well, they they left the window of now they're going to go into the breach. Yeah. And so the next one, they're taking the fight to them. But Charlie Hunnam went into the breach in the first one, didn't he? Well, he got spit back out. Okay. I don't know. That's where John Boyega's dad, Idris, yeah. that's where he died. He okay. died in the breach, gotcha. I think. I don't remember. It's but not worth it, remembering. It, it's, uh, again, I, I enjoy the first one. Yeah. Um, I like Charlie Hunnam. I like Idris. It's a it's a movie that if it's on TV, I go sure, I'll watch it. No, yeah. not not this one, this yeah. one. And so even the the big payoff was the the kaiju, you know, becoming a megazord, you know, mm-hmm. mer- merging together, the three kaiju merging into one. And they even gave that away in the trailer. Yeah, you know. And so it's it's like there's there's nothing if you call that cool, which it wasn't, but <laughs> there's nothing even cool that they did. No, you know, that they didn't already give away. Nope. So. I would have a hard time recommending this movie to anybody, right? I mean, if you didn't like Pacific Rim 1, you're not going to like this one. If you liked Pacific Rim 1, you're not going to like this one. So I don't, I don't know. Yeah, this does not have an audience. No. And they didn't even reference Charlie Hunnam. Like they... I think, like I said, I don't think they cared. <laughs> I mean, they, they brought back his, his Jaeger, but you yeah. don't even mention who piloted this before. No. I mean, it was like, you just leave that off. Yeah. I don't think continuity is a big deal for these guys. Yeah. All right. So two, Poorly done. two from both of us. Yeah. Well, at least we agree that it sucked. And so did John Boyega. <laughs> nice parting shot. <laughs> All right. Well, that's going to do it for episode 14. Like usual, catch us online. You can go to twoviewsmovies.com. You can email us at twoviewsmovies at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook or Twitter. If you're listening on Apple or Google, be sure to subscribe to the podcast and leave us a rating or review. Would definitely help us out if you like what you're hearing and if you don't like what you're hearing tell us that too because we want to know how to how to make it fun for everybody we'll catch you next time guys